0: Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp and you are listening to a free preview of
1: today's episode. You know, the challenge, of course, is, uh, yes, you may not want home prices to continue to go up in in a pretty crazy fashion. But how do you correct it so that they just stabilize instead of actually dropping Crash. in a pretty crazy fashion? Right. Uh, and, and so
0: responsible financial planning among everyday Chinese households would typically lead to real estate investment as opposed to... Well, just like, to, to start with. And then yeah. there
1: haven't been very particularly good outlets for you know, the, the, the interest rates for, for savings historically been low. So people then would invest in these wealth management products, which then actually a lot of them invest in the real estate industry. And then a fair number of them have turned out to, um, have gone bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're just, there just aren't, there haven't been a historically a lot of good channels for people to, you know, um, places for people to channel their savings. So real estate became, um, A pretty easy one. And for a long time, quite successful, made people a lot of money on paper. So I guess the the broader point I'm trying to make, though, is as you look at sort of how bearish or or how the economy might play out, you know, and whether or not we're in one of these cycles where at some point the government will do enough with policies and enough with sort of talking up things and silencing negative voices that sentiment turns. If the real estate market doesn't get fixed, I think that's going to I think that is ultimately going to be the bigger driver of, at least on the consumer side, how consumer confidence returns.
0: Because, that makes sense. You know,
1: and, and even, but even if the real estate market gets fixed, if people still can't find jobs or are getting, getting salary cut, it's just, it, it's a, I mean, this is the non-professional economics version of just saying it's, it's a mess right now. And one of the other, other issues we're seeing, and it's, and it's been reported in some places or a lot of anecdotes is, you know, there is a fiscal crisis in a lot of places. A lot of local governments are running out of money. Yeah, you know, right. they're cutting salaries for, uh, their cadres they are um you know stiffing outside vendors on 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 bills i mean there there's it's like there are they're lots issuing of issuing more and more fines <laughs> no to, money to local citizens too you know and to, to right. raise so, revenue so, that way so so there 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 are some really significant issues in the economy that again i think from the top level of the, I, I don't think they're unaware. I think they think they can grind through these and end up on the better side. The problem is during that grinding through process, I think the question is how bad might it get? Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and and the reason I ask about the typical Chinese family saving method is mainly to underscore the point that it's not as if the people taking a bath on the real estate side are a bunch of reckless speculators who've been playing this game for decades and, and they're finally reality is catching up to them. I think a lot of just ordinary households are going to really right. see the, the, their wealth the, the, decline
1: as a there result There have been a lot of, of, a lot of policies that have reined in this crazy speculation. And, and you know, the thing is, is a lot of people um, are still, uh, still, um, you know, ma- sort of up on their real estate investments. The problem is, um, even if you're up, if you're up less than you were a year ago, you feel poorer. Right. It's just human well,
0: and the the market seems to be fairly illiquid right now, so that's also a problem if it's all sunk into. Yeah. Real again,
1: an- anecdotally, um, there just there's a lot of people trying to sell right now in places like Beijing and Shanghai, and and they're just far more sellers and buyers. Right. So, okay, beyond the economy,
0: politics, foreign policy, U.S. China, um. What interests you on any of those fronts as we look ahead to 2024? So
1: on the politics side, uh, I'm hopeful that we will get some better visibility into what happened with uh, former foreign minister Gong and uh, the defense minister. So are you uh, really you know, hopeful? I'm
0: not all that hopeful that any no, sort I'm, of answers I'm- are forthcoming.
1: Uh, I'm hopeful we will learn more. We, it may not be the full truth. Okay. Um, I think right now in the vacuum, uh, again, you could sort of say what you want about what happened to them and no one can say you're wrong. So it's in the PRC's interest to at least put forth
0: some sort of official explanation.
1: Uh, maybe. I mean, if it turns out that they were spying, you know, that, that they they were leaking missile secrets to the U.S. or the U.K., um, that it 's probably not in their interest to let it out <laughs> right. Um, right so again but but i would i i, I mean I, you got to be hopeful about something so i 'm hopeful we'll learn more about that I think uh you know we're we're what thirteen months out from the you know since the twentieth party congress um as bad as the economy you know, as rough as the economy has been this year um and again, you know there have been pockets that you know areas that are doing well or relatively well. And I think areas of focus going forward around like science, technology and, you know, especially semiconductors. I mean, there, there people are making some money in those sectors and China is making progress. I think though, that um, in spite of the challenges of the last year, uh, you know, there's nothing I see that makes it look like that Xi Jinping is under any kind of real pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, In fact, he looks to only have even more consolidated his position.
0: You know, I, I, Didn't even ask that when we were discussing the widespread declines in household wealth and what figures to become even more problematic over the next year or so as some of the economic struggles continue. I didn't even ask whether there would be political consequences for Xi because it just seems like the answer is inevitably no, no matter how. Bad the sort of belt tightening gets, and how prolonged the struggle becomes. It seems like he's just firmly ensconced, no matter what the reality on the ground looks like.
1: Well, well, and I think I mean you have to when you talk about political consequences. I think it's important to to differentiate between you know being being pressured out of power or pressured to good point, um, yeah, sort of have um have his wings clipped or have to change policies in a significant way versus people are just really, a lot of people are losing faith in his leadership. And I think that um, the latter, there, I think that's definitely one of the outcomes of, of the COVID reopening, you know, the dynamics of COVID, not the first part of the COVID response, but the part that was really Shanghai lockdown 2022 on um, through the reopening. Uh, and then sort of the state of the economy. I think that, and, and I think that, um, and just sort of the, the the reentry of the party into so many aspects of of daily lives, mm-hmm. I think that has um, a political cost in terms of what people really um, think about Xi Jinping. Uh, you know, we're never going to have good data on like you know thirty six percent of the people think he should resign. Ball well, it's not never going to happen, right. right? From any sort of, um, it's impossible to do that kind of survey, um, but. Uh, You know, again, this is why this is part of the problem is as China, as it gets harder and harder to get information out of China, and that's in many ways by design from the from the Communist Party, uh, we're stuck with me next now saying things like anecdotally. um, (laughs) Right. Well, and and Uh, I don't want to see it. You see it in money flows. You see it in people flows. You see it in the numbers of people who want to leave. You see it in the types of people who want to leave. And you see it in the way money is trying to get out of the country. Those are not votes of confidence in Xi Jinping.
0: And I don't want to undersell the potential for some change as a result of public outcry, because there are some people who would look at the way dynamic zero COVID was unwound and when it was unwound in response to some of the protests, whether it was in response to the protests or not, there are people who draw that connection. And so it is important to note that there could be meaningful policy changes made as a result of unrest. Um, But- There's unlikely to be like a deposal of Xi Jinping as a result of a mass uprising, which some people in the West fantasize about.
1: And the and the the protests last year, um, right before the reopening, there were already moves underway to reopen. They may have been accelerated by Mm -hmm. that. And so um, I I think you people want to say that those protests forced Xi's hand. uh, I think that's dramatically overstating what happened. Did they have an impact? I think there's no question they had some sort of impact. I think also, though, when we go back to sort of talking about um, and this is why, you know, you can't talk about the economy in China, China without talking about the, the politics is you still you know, you have to go back and look at how the party has been hardening the system at every level, both in terms of ideological work and discipline work, but also in terms of how the security services have been given a much larger mandate um, are it, it just they, they are hardening to be able to withstand people getting pretty upset about certain things. And the protests last year, I think were a bit of a wake up call because I think they were pretty surprised that things like that could still happen in the Mm -hmm. way that they did with the speed that they did and the geographic, um, sort of the geographic spread of those protests. You're basically, you know, in several large cities and campuses, university campuses around China. Um, And so, uh, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a static thing on the one hand, there are more pressures, uh, Domestically, I think because of the the economic problems. Um, on the other hand, uh, the system is hardening itself to be able to better handle those the, the actions that may result from those pressures.
0: Right. So beyond the political sphere, or, or do you have any final thoughts well, one on the other, political sphere?
1: No, no. And one other thing to look for, actually, it, it, it often I think gets overlooked in sort of some of the media coverage of um, uh, of China, you know, because it's not the party congress, but. Um, or, or a party plenum, but there will be the, um, the CCDI, the Central Discipline Inspection Commission, is going to have its plenum, I think, in this, I forget that, I think it might even be the 6th of January or sometime in the early, like, I think it's, it's in the first 10 days or so of January. Um, and they will, in their, read, in their communique, they will lay out what sort of the top priorities are for, like, discipline work, anti-corruption work, for example, in the okay. coming year. And last January, you know, they were very clear that they were going to be rooting through the financial sector. And lo and behold, they, were true they rooted to their word. the financial sector. Yeah. They were true
0: to their word. All right. And that is the end of the free preview. If you'd like to hear the rest of today's conversation and get access to full episodes of Sharp China each week, you can go to your show notes and subscribe to either Bill's newsletter, Cynicism, or the stratecary Bundle, which includes several other podcasts from me and daily writing from my friend Ben Thompson. I'm an incredibly biased news consumer, so I think both are indispensable resources. But either way, Bill and I are going to be here every week talking all things China, and we would love to have you on board. So check out your show notes, subscribe, and we will talk to you soon.